and welcome to the good news here on the New Thought Media Network. I'm Reverend Michael Mangus, and I am filling in for Dr. Robert Brzezinski, who's preparing for a trip to Africa. This show focuses on the good news that's happening in our world, and more than likely, it's not reported on your local or national news. There is good happening in the world, and this program highlights some of those stories. We would like to give credit where credit is due here, and that is to our friends at the goodnewsnetwork.org. All of our evening's programming material tonight comes from this website, so goodnewsnetwork.org. And you can get also more information and also get on their daily mailing list. That's goodnewsnetwork.org. Our first story tonight comes from Philadelphia, and it's an 11-year-old Moroccan boy hears for the very first time thanks to experimental gene therapy in Philadelphia. So at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, also its acronym is CHOP or C-H-O-P, an 11-year-old boy from Morocco is hearing the world for the very first time thanks to a revolutionary new genetic therapy that has cured his deafness. While the gene involved is quite rare, the milestone represents a breakthrough in the treatment of patients around the world with hearing loss caused by a dozen of different genetic mutations and marks another innovative move for gene and cell therapy in a new area of medicine. Born into a poor community in Morocco, Assam Dam, and that's his name, experienced a silent world while having inherited a form of hereditary deaf, uh, deafness called otopherlin deafness. The gene otopherlin is found mutated in 200,000 people worldwide, and a mutation destroys a protein in the inner ear hair cells necessary to transmit sound to the brain. The New York Times reports that of several kinds of hereditary deafness, an otopherlin mutation has been the easiest target since the hairs in the inner ear can live on for decades, while other genetic mutations can cause the death of the hairs during infancy or even in the womb. Teen therapy for Hearing loss is something that we physicians and scientists in the world of hearing loss have been working towards for over 20 years, and it's finally here, said uh, Dr. John A. Gurmiller, who was the attending surgeon and director of clinical research. But just because it was something like a low-hanging fruit, reversing or curing otopherlin was no picnic. The inner ear and cochlea are complex, closed-off environments, and several challenges requires years of study and also testing had to be overcome before they came up with this cure. But as for the result, young Mr. Assam had some convincing words for the Times. He says, there is no sound I don't like, Assam said, with the help of interpreters. And he said that they're all good. How wonderful. How wonderful it is that a young man 
who couldn't hear now hears. And most of us who have our five senses, and also mobile, we're able to walk, we don't realize what a gift that they are until they're gone. So congratulations to that young man and the medical team that did make it happen. Next, we have the story of a teen who was told that he'd never walk with cerebral palsy, just took first place in a bodybuilding competition. Hunter Moore is just like any other teen athlete. He loves to play sports and make the varsity team, and he doesn't mind throwing up a few gym selfies on his Instagram. It's all generic, bro, he says laughingly while pumping his nearly 20-inch bicep. The genetics, in Moore's case, is systonic cerebral palsy from a stroke that he suffered as an infant that left him paralyzed on his left side. In this case, the genetics are the obstacle to overcome and not the immutable advantage that some athletes do enjoy. Yet Moore was born into a military family and so received an upbringing full of dictates like never give up, prove them all wrong, and it drove Hunter to spend most of his childhood building a body that was capable of the rigors of athletics. So for seven years, he always made his school soccer teams and also now plays as the long snapper for his junior varsity football team while posting pretty impressive weightlifting numbers that even a non-paralyzed person could even feel safe bragging about. So by the time he competed last summer in the professional Natural Bodybuilding Association, he was pressing, I get this, 120 pounds with one arm and deadlifting 405. You have to be pretty strong to do that. And he took first place in his category in Dallas, Texas, and he competed against in November in Las Vegas to win first place in the professional class for men's disabled standing. He told Joker Magazine, he said, I will define myself and not let cerebral palsy or anyone else define me. Added that he plans to go to university to study marine biology, and he hopes to also pursue motivational speaking. Well, what a motivational story. If he can do it, what can you do? Next, here on The Good News, we will highlight a brand new drinking game that is sweeping Britain, sending pints to strangers across the nation as the good news continues after this break.
please help us say thank you to our organizational sponsors, including the Hefferlin Foundation, Affiliated New Thought Network, International New Thought Alliance, Science of Mind Archives and Library Foundation, Center for Spiritual Living Denver, Center for Spiritual Living Midtown, New Thought Philadelphia, Planned Happiness Institute, Summit Center for Spiritual Living, One Heart Retreats, Center for Spiritual Living on the Lake, Unity Kitchener, Unity Spiritual Center, Ottawa, Ohm Center for Spiritual Living, Satya Center, Begin Within Ministries, Center for Spiritual Living, North Jersey, Unity of Savannah, and the Center for Spiritual Living, Seattle, as well as all of our individual donors. Thank you for being part of the New Thought Media Network. Please like, share, and subscribe. New Thought Media Network, positively inspiring. Well, welcome back to the good news here on the New Thought Media Network. I am Reverend Michael Mangus. It is no secret that we at the New Thought Media Network, well, we like an adult beverage once in a while. And our news writers in our 24-hour spiritual newsroom found this next story to be very interesting as it puts two things together that we enjoy here at the New Thought Media Network, and that is beer and technology. <laughs> A new drinking game is sweeping the British nation, and it involves losing money and no drinking. Now, if that sounds far-fetched, it's because the game consists of ordering pints and other drinks to people that you'll never meet out of the goodness of your heart, like in Italy, where they have what's called Cafe Sospresso, but with alcohol and in English. So called Weatherspoons the Game, the activity has attracted international media attention, and the story goes like this. So one day, Chris Oman from Portsmouth was out drowning his sorrows after a bad breakup and also a cancer diagnosis at the local J.D. Witherspoons, which is the largest U.K. pub chain, which has over 800 locations, 800 of them. So Ilman discovered a sort of loophole in the Weatherspoons app where one can select their location manually rather than activating their phone's automatic location services. So this would allow them to enter a table number and order drinks anywhere in the nation. So after the discovery, Ilman created a closed Facebook group for himself and his buddies to buy each other's drinks that way. Then one day, the group became open, and in a few days, there were over 500,000 members. And this is in the United Kingdom alone. So the way that the Weatherspoons game works is this. People post a photograph of themselves, their ID card, and their location and table number, along with an explanation of why someone should buy them a drink. A group of dedicated volunteers 
then check the ID and approve only the polite and good-natured post to the wall where anyone can check the feed and decide to send them a drink or not. So this is a comment from a group of friends from last night. He says, hi, we're three overworked and underpaid ICU nurses playing for the first time after a hard day's work. Any contributions are extremely welcomed. So the reply was one bottle of fizz on route from a tired second year student nurse. Please enjoy and thank you for your patience with us students. How cool is that? Here's another one. It says, we're out tonight to cheer ourselves up after an emotional day. My hamster of three years sadly died today and having to bury her in the garden while it was snowing was quite a challenge. My hands were numb and so was my heart, wrote a woman from East London who was sent, among other things, a strawberry daiquiri. So in Italy, since the time of the Second World War, under-caffeinated persons, not me, <laughs> but under-caffeinated persons coming into a bar might leave a tip in a jar marked Cafe Suspresso or suspended coffee. Now, the tip was to pay forward a coffee for the next person to come into the bar as if you were buying a coffee for the whole world, the Italians say. However, Cafe Suspresso takes place in a bar and not online. So as a result, it can't go viral, but the Weatherspoons game can. And sometimes recipients are doused in so much booze that they end up having to pass the drinks all around the pub just to avoid having to take a taxi home. It's really hard to explain, Ilman told the Wall Street Journal. People, it turns out, love sitting on their sofas during nights and in ordering drinks for people, enjoying a night out, he says, and very few of them give to receive. What a nice way to share a little kindness in the world. I'll drink to that. <laughs> You're watching, and now the good news here on the New Thought Media Network. Our next story here is about a Ghanaian woman entrepreneur who is revolutionizing transportation, building electric bikes to improve air quality. A Ghanaian English entrepreneur has designed an electric bike from the ground up that's transforming shortwave uh, transportation in our home country, proving that problem solving in Africa can be done in Africa by Africans. Her company is called Wahoo, W-A-H-U, Wahoo. And they assemble each bike by hand and they can travel up to 80 miles on a single charge. So this means that a delivery rider for a company like Bolt can comfortably cover a whole day of work without refueling. Isn't that nice? So anyone who visited Accra, uh, Ghana, in the dry season will remember the incredibly poor air quality. Wahoo's bikes help to alleviate all the problems that they have in the country in transportation. And despite her English education, 
the bikes were designed and manufactured in Accra. So by introducing electric bikes into Ghana's transportation ecosystem, we're not only providing a greener alternative, but also offering speed and convenience. The uh, owner of the company, uh, Lobby, told the Mirror, it says, our bikes are a testament to how service delivery can be seamless and also merge with environmental concerns. Valerie Lobby is a true inspiration. And besides her transportation company, she got her start in the Ghanaian economy and sanitation. She holds a chief Lindsay title given to her by a previous chief of a traditional area in the North region of Ghana. She has three children. She holds a double major in economics and sustainability from two separate universities and has visited 59 countries. According to Lobby, each driver pays around $24 per day in Ghanaian money uh, to, excuse me, per week, about $24, to use the bike, which can travel 24 miles per hour and hold over 300 pounds of weight. The fat tires are supported by double crown front, double spring, and rear suspension. So the bikes are also guaranteed by the company's proprietary anti-theft system of trackers. Only a single bike has been stolen, and it was quickly located and returned to the owner. Hey. Have a need and fill it. How about that? We'll be back with more good news here on the New Thought Media Network after this.
Well, hello there, and welcome back to our third and final segment of the good news here on your New Thought Media Network. I'm Reverend Michael Mangus, and I am subbing in for the Dr. Robert Brzezinski, who's on his way to represent us in Kenya at a conference. So it's really good to have everyone with us this evening. We have two more stories, including Hero of the Week. An Indian teen invents a gadget to transform dementia care out of concern for his grandmother. An Indian teen who is a self-confessed nerd who loves robotics also loved his grandmother very dearly, and together they led him to create a new invention that could greatly improve the care for Alzheimer's patients. Amesh was a 12-year-old when one summer evening in 2018, he observed his grandmother going into the kitchen to make tea for herself. When she exited the room, she had left the gas on. And it shocked Tamesh, but it also drove him to convert the hours spent on YouTube learning about robotics into a solution that would help ensure accidents like this could be detected if he weren't there, a question that he found himself asking several times. His grandmother was diagnosed with Alzheimer's the year before and unfortunately in 2023 passed away. By then, Hamesh had invented what's called the Alpha Monitor. It's a badge-like monitoring device that sends out alerts if the person wearing it would wander off or fall. Experts in the field told Hamesh that it couldn't be a watch because patients often take them off if they're heavy or uncomfortable. And it also could not use Bluetooth because it has a very limited range. So even though Hamesh was still in high school, he was determined to get his wearable ready for manufacture. So in 2022, this young man beat out 18 thousand entries to win a Samsung-sponsored science fair called Samsung Solve for Tomorrow, in which he pocketed a 120000 grant and the opportunity to mentor under some of Samsung's most experienced engineers. Amesh's exams will conclude in March, and it's then that he will throw his full weight of time and effort into getting the Alpha Monitor on the market by September. And after that, he wants to go abroad and continue studying robotics. How wonderful is that? A young man finding a need and then filling it. And again, it doesn't take a genius. It takes individuals who, again, who see a need and then say, well, what can I do about it? And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the Hero of the Week. And our Hero of the Week is someone who you would consider unsung. However, it really shows how we can each play a part in making a world that does work for everyone. So a grocery worker rescues a mom by asking a crying toddler if she wants to scan items. So it doesn't matter how expert you are at calming your own child. Sometimes they are simply inconsolable. 
And parallel to that fact is another that as much as an expert as you may be in calming your child, every so often you meet a person who is a child whisperer or a master. And that was the case for Marianne Burns, 38, who was shopping at a Dollar Tree in Cedar Grove, New Jersey, when her two-year-old daughter, also named Marianne, started to have a meltdown. Now, fortunately for the Marianne's, they were in the presence of a master. The cashier who was recorded picking up the youngster and instantly calming her with an invitation to scan the items together. Marianne said this. She says, I went to a Dollar Tree store about a town away with my daughter and mom to pick up some stuff for Christmas. My mom had a separate cart and was still shopping by the time that we were in line and the store was pretty busy. My daughter is that of toddler age when she gets restless and she wants to be picked up all the time. So she started to cry and have a little meltdown, which is hard to manage with all of my stuff that I was trying to pay for and not keep people waiting behind me, she explained. The cashier, Fatima Leftwich, noticed that Marianne was struggling and kindly asked the toddler in her terrible twos if she wanted to help behind the counter. The little Marianne said, yes. And she asked us if it was cool for her to pick up my daughter and then helped her scan all of my items and even some of the people's items behind me. I saw a woman who had the ability to calm my daughter down with such a wonderful, trusting energy. It was amazing. A video shows Marianne completely at ease in Fatima's arms, scanning items while being encouraged by Fatima, telling her that she is a very fast learner. Marianne and Fatima have kept in contact since the video was filmed, and Fatima has been transferred to a Dollar Tree closer to her home. So congratulations to Fatima Lutwich for act of kindness and also being our hero of the week. Well, that's all for us here on The Good News. This is Reverend Michael Mangus, and I'm going to encourage you to make some good news this week. On behalf of our production staff and also Reverend Robert Brzezinski, I'm Reverend Michael Mangus, and I, again, I'm going to wish you a very pleasant good night. 